Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. Let's talk credit card debt for a minute. If you feel you're carrying too much of it, you're not alone. The average household in the U.S. carries over $8,000 in credit card debt. Ready for some good news? With a cash-out refinance from Quicken Loans, you can quickly and easily put some of the equity in your home to good use by paying off a lot of that high-interest credit card debt. A great way to take cash out is with our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.125%, APR 4.22%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN to learn how taking cash out with a 30-year fixed mortgage might be the right solution for you. And for a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 0.88% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. The following podcast uses profanity in creative ways, and we bring up all the topics that you're warned against talking about in polite conversations. The contents herein are for entertainment purposes only. All stated opinions, views, and jokes are those of the person making them and do not necessarily reflect any business, nonprofit organization, state government, or federal government. Listener discretion is very much advised. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Utah Howcasts. We are a semi-weekly progressive politics and atheist build podcast based in the state where the local population will be quick to tell you that your interesting fact about the Mormon church is a lie from the pit of hell, except they won't say hell, when their own church is the one who published it. Go figure. This is episode number 120, and if you're new to the show and you might be wondering, what could we possibly say to you guys to put your mind at ease after hearing that lengthy disclaimer? Have no worries. We're all friends around here, so let me introduce myself. Hi, I'm X. I'm your host. Joining me this week for the episode is Felicia and Twistle for a couple of segments. Uh, all right, we're going to go jump to our first segment of the show, but before we do so, let's have a quick palate cleanser. So here's a word from one of our podcasting friends. Hi, this is Dan, Ryan, and Matt with the Godless Revolution podcast. We've had a lot of great guests on this show. Such as Russell Glasser, Dan Errol, Brian Fields, David Silverman, Doug Mesner, a.k.a. Lucian Greaves, and Joey Kirkman, whom we love a lot. We've also had a lot of really cool local guests. And we're a podcast that likes to fight for the separation of church and state and against anti-skepticism of all kinds. You should give us a listen, because if you don't, you're going to be really sad. Make your ears happy. Listen to the Godless Revolution podcast. If you're in Texas and you somehow show up to a city council meeting in San Antonio with a heavily armed militia by your side called the this is Texas Freedom Force don't you think that there might be a problem well unfortunately it's it's not a problem in most American cities because we tend to be going down this route where that's more acceptable to have them hired on as like personal security I mean, we're only like a a couple of stone throws away from the events that happened in uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 where private military corporations start taking over all the battles in the world and very interesting stuff to look into. Anyway, the the city council meeting, Brandon Burkhart, the vice president of This Is Texas Freedom Force, that's TITF, for you guys that are acronym hounds out there, spoke up in favor of blocking the relocation of a monument to the Confederate Army that sits in Travis Park in the city center. It's a cool park. Been there before. Um, Burkhart was exor- escorted through San Antonio streets to the city council chambers by men and women wearing tactical vests and carrying military-style assault weapons. You have uh, military cosplayers, really, is what they are. Uh, their ranks were reportedly drawn from the Alamo militia and members of the nationwide 3% militia movement. And that's the whole bad belief that only 3% of American citizens stood up for the uh, Revolutionary War when it was a lot more than that, guys. Uh, Burkhart said, Do you guys see the problems that you're causing? Don't you know the death threats that I've received? Said Burkhart to uh, Councilman Roberto Trevino and William Shaw during the meeting, according to the uh, San Antonio news outlet, Rivard reports. Um, At the beginning of August, uh, Shaw and Trevino filed a motion to move the monument dedicated to the Our Confederates Dead 
and which is flanked by cannons, to a new location. It's been in uh, Travis Park since the 1900s and commemorates a Civil War Confederate army that ought to preserve slave that fought, sorry, to preserve slavery in the southern states and protect the economic rights of slave owners. And Burkhart warned them with a big wagging finger. A lot of Texans are watching. We are prepared to move forward with a recall for you, Trevino. You, Shaw, if need be, because we are not going to stand by and let you remove a monument that represents veterans, not race. It's a Civil War memorial. It, the very meaning behind it is racism. That they wanted to be able to continue to own people. That's amazing. And the, the thing that this Burkhart guy, he came flanked with all these big gun carrying, tactical vest wearing. They got all sorts of snazzy little patches and shit. And they try to look like operators, but most of them aren't. Uh, they're trying. It's just a giant show of force, like a kind of a big fuck you to other people. It's like, I'm going to come in with my big guns and we're going to make ourselves look intimidating. And unfortunately, it's working for some of these people. Uh, let's see, what did he say here? They're trying to silence me, which is not going to work, said Burkhart, uh, claiming people threatened to shoot him and other TITF members. Uh, we will come armed every time, and we will come with even bigger armaments if we have to. That sounds like a threat to me. If we have to bring in a bigger, bigger security team with us, we will. Man, this is escalating to be even worse. Uh, let's see, what else do we have on this one? There's a militia member who identified himself only as Tunnel. Sorry, this report comes from uh, Raw Story. You might want to go check that out. I'll have it in the show notes as well. Uh, he identified himself only as the name Tunnel, said it is necessary for them to carry weapons because of left-wing violence. This guy's coming to a city council meeting, and they're worried about being attacked by, you know, Antifa? I don't think so. If they, in, in the event that if something were to happen like it did in Berkeley or Portland or Charlottesville, Berkeley was nothing like Charlottesville. Portland, once again, nothing like Charlottesville. There needs to be somebody to protect the innocents. What we've found is the narrative from the left is anybody who doesn't agree with them is a Nazi. No, but we're at the point now where it's like anybody that puts up with, you know, institutionalized racism, such as, you know, Confederate monuments on state grounds and stuff like that, where you probably shouldn't be, you know, loving the folks that seceded from the union i can understand wanting to give a nod to history and stuff like that but at the same time that should be relegated to history books or to certain uh monuments within the state you know like somewhere like gettysburg i don't know i don't think they have one like that in texas but the thing is if it was a civil war battlefield by all means have all sorts of like uh statues and what what have you on those properties because that's where people fought and died that's where interesting things happened not in the middle of the center of the city in San Antonio where you have that park, Travis Park. You don't need a Civil War monument there. How about put something up that actually stands more for San Antonio instead of, you know, just the fallen dead of the crazy right-wing people. Actually, back then, the Civil War, was they were left-wings. But anyway, uh... Charlottesville rally has been widely condemned by Republicans and Democrats, civil rights groups, and America's corporate leaders after one counter-protester was killed and at least 19 were injured. The Confederate monuments and statues around the country are being targeted for removal in a nationwide push by civil rights groups and local officials to sanction symbols that lionize the values of the Confederate Army. Baltimore removed one overnight to, to avoid protests, which I thought was really cool. On Thursday, Trump tweeted out that it is sad to see the history and culture of a great country being ripped apart with the removal of our beautiful statues and monuments. Culture's not going anywhere and history's not going anywhere. You're just removing a statue and monument. Has, has, honestly, most people probably don't even read the plaques on those fucking things anymore. And he also said the whole line that everybody's been kind of pissed about him where he said, hatred, bigotry, and violence on many sides many sides which is just amazing because that, that's just saying that there was violence on both sides considering that there was only one person that died well if you don't want to count the cops cops don't count because they were in a helicopter and it had nothing to really do with somebody bringing them down it just happened to be a crash but the lady that died you don't see in a both sides type of thing happening there there wasn't another like random white dude just killed out there somewhere oh man so 
in June, the uh, Republican Party of Multnomah County passed a resolution that would hire three percenter militia and other similar state groups called the Oath Keepers to provide security at their events, which is interesting. In July, Texas Governor Greg, Greg Abbott surprised a group of protesters at his immigration uh, rally that he was having when he showed up at an event with armed members of the Texas State Militia. You should not be giving these people official status. You should not be giving them the platform that you're giving them here, guys. So the private group itself says it's concerned about where this great country is headed and what their government is doing to destroy it. Hey, Greg, you're part of that government. Maybe you shouldn't have these guys with guns escorting you around if, you th if they think that you're destroying it. Just That's kind of a freebie out there, really. Man, it's just, it's amazing that how quickly they're willing to turn their back on the country once again in favor of having a different militia, you know, instead of you having it be cops or having it be uh people from the what is it the you don't you don't have some people that are being proper bodyguards here. You have militias doing it. And that's not a good idea. You do not ever want to get in bed with militias. And I don't know why they can't see that. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Did you know that if you're not a Patreon patron, you're not getting the entire show each week? It's true. We record a whole hell of a lot of extra stuff each week that if you're not beyond the veil, you're missing out. Starting at the $1 and $2 levels, you can immediately gain access to the secret patron shows that some folks need to wait a full half year before hearing. From there, we hit the $3 level where you get additional episodes that we record about once a month uh, where we zero in on an adversary to the show. But for the best value, we suggest the $5 a month level where you get the full uncut episodes that come packed with about an extra hour worth of the Utah Outcast crew laughing at jokes to the rest of the world that most people won't hear, or talk about things that only the patrons will get to chime in on. That means that for each month, you get about four additional episodes worth of content for you to enjoy along with the other rewards. The biggest benefit, I think, would be that you get both episodes that we record in one lump sum instead of having to wait for them to drop on Monday and on Wednesday. Look at it as an investment on your entertainment each month. We're much more than the cheap little pizza you might miss out on if you decided to become a patron. So what are you waiting for? Donate today. Check out patreon.com slash Outcasts for more information. Ken Ham. Well, we all already know Ken Ham's a big idiot. We know this. Um. He came out with a tweet earlier this week that I wanted to spend a few minutes talking about here because it's just goddamn hilarious. He says, if you cannot trust God's word in Genesis, then why trust what it says throughout the rest of scripture? <laughs> good That's point, buddy. kind of the point there, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, buddy. There uh, you go. And this came from him at Meta, so he has some wonderful uh, uh, editorializing going on here. He's like, that's right. If the first pages of the Bible are a myth, and they are, it puts the other stories in jeopardy, too. How about that? <laughs> Super weird. Oh, oh my God. A... That's amazing. I can't believe he, like, what, five years? He's an atheist YouTuber. Oh, <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh, he, he has sunk way too much oh, I'm not money. I'm going to like him then. <laughs> he's going to need to go into clergy project for this kind of thing because he's got a lot of. I bet you anything he doesn't believe most of the shit. I bet you anything he does not believe half of the iota of shit that he says out there, but he's using the religion aspect to uh, get around tax loopholes and shit so he can make all sorts of money for himself. He's like, let's find out how, how dumb Americans really can be because, you know, he's man. No, dude, guy. I've met so many people <laughs> who who buy their own shit just because they sell it. Like, I mean, it's, it's a lot harder to break yourself of disillusion if you are making money off of it. <laughs> money is great. And I've seen <laughs> him real neat, though. <laughs> in front of crowds of children peddling his young earth creationist bullshit. It just it upsets the living hell out of me. And hey, for all those people oh, yeah. that are for all those people that might be watching this on YouTube that are going to leave a comment of like, you have to swear so much. Yes, I fucking do. <laughs> Quit totally releasing me. I, this is I my platform, you. my platform, and Felicia's platform, but <laughs> our platform. <laughs> it's our platform. We're gonna swear you cunts. <laughs> yeah, fuck that Ken Ham asshole. Right in his yeah, right in his pearly white ass. That's what. <laughs> he 
you know that man has not seen sun on his back backside in like his like his whole entire adult life. And like <laughs> that's kind of sad. But like but, it doesn't justify anything he's saying. No. But like maybe if he got a little sun on his asshole. <laughs> kind of liberating to spread it. Like a, good, <laughs> like a good like uh, a happy baby yoga pose. Just like <laughs> get it all out there. Jig a little bit. <laughs> So for those wondering, and if you don't know who Ken Ham is, I mean, honestly, why are you listening to this show or, you know, paying attention to the YouTube? Because he has spent more than $100 million on the Ark Encounter, and he uh, had a series of unfortunate events happen to him earlier this year where he he said, I'm going to sell the land. Nope, not going to sell the land because they were going to remove his tax credits and everything. So, oh, man, it, it's just oh, a, so much for that Christian honesty. I know. Right. And it's just it's. Thankfully, Young Earth creationism is on a downward trend. It's lower than it's ever been, the belief in Young Earth creationism. Yeah. Still entirely way too high in this country, but it's on the down. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the internet make it real easy to be like, Young Earth creationism. Oh, no. Oh, that's a lot of evidence, though. <laughs> if you can't trust, trust God's word. a lot wording. against it. Wow. You can't trust God's word in Genesis. Let's see. In Genesis, like the very first chapter, like there is like contradictions. The first page. No, the <laughs> first page contradicts the second page. Like, no, fuck it's it. that fast. <laughs> <laughs> let me make plants before we have sunlight. Let me, let me go ahead and do that. that. And, and I'm God. I'm omnipotent. I am omniscient. I can do all this shit, but it's going to take me six days to do all this. It's like. If you're truly a god and you can do all that, why wouldn't you just go like, and there you go, it, it exists, you know? Yeah, I don't understand the work involved. Like, okay, so that's the fundamental problem with an omniscient, <laughs> omnipotent, omni, 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 right? Yeah. That if they can do all the things and all the things, then why why have a story at all? There is no story there. They, it either just exists or it does not. Yeah. And that's where the Christians have fucked up in the last, like, thousand years is making they're gods. It's not just one, guys. It's three. The Trinity is bullshit. You know? Oh, no, it's three things existing in one. No, 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 no. Nope, nope. Uh, okay, so my, my dad, uh, lifelong Catholic. He was raised Catholic. And then in the 70s, he got exposed to some new ideas and marijuana. And <laughs> he goes, okay, I had to. He's like, no, even I have to admit the Trinity doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and even but, in the Catholic Church, there's there's reverence for people that have like deistic powers. You know, you have like you have Mother Mary, you have the saints. You know, they have all of these magical god powers, and it's like, and yeah, people revere very, them. It's like it's very old world. It's very old world polytheism. It but, is, yeah, so. it is. It, I mean, you got your saints, and you've got your your Mary, and you've got just people endowed with it and miracles like catholicism is very old world paganism and just, just they just are you... like but there's like the one at the top though <laughs> the three are the one at the top though i just wish they would pay a little bit more attention to where their god came from and i'm just gonna tell everybody go google the uh, the term el shaddai i bring it up on the show every once in a while but you guys need to look that up because that was the jewish god of war the hebrew god of war i should say and uh, that became the single, like, present, you know, person in the Old Testament because, anyway, fuck it. There's a, there's a great YouTube channel out there that talks about the, the, where the Bible came from and how, uh, how, where the God concept came from when, when monotheism started becoming a thing. And it's very so, fucking good. So. So, so to round it up, Ken Ham, if an old book is wrong, if the, be the beginning part of an old book is wrong, why should we believe the rest of the parts of the old book? That's a damn good question. I think that's the thing all of us atheists have asked at the beginning of this. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This part is so completely wrong. How can I believe any of the rest of this? And he's, he's tweeting this to all of his people. <laughs> like, let's say you find out somebody you moved in with or has completely <laughs> misrepresented situation you're moving in with how can you trust anything else that they say it's amazing wow it's just <laughs> just like that simple 
Like when they make the villain the hero for a couple of series of comics, how can you believe anything ever again? <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's really easy, guys. Yeah. It's really... Or we could just all take it as metaphor, and then it kind of... I mean, the Bible's a shit book, but there's some sort of interesting mythology in there. Well, and if they if they went to that point, you know, like how the Catholics have gone, where they go, okay, this isn't like all boilerplate. Like, none of this is like actually real history of things that happen. It's all metaphor kind of thing. It's like... Yeah, they really have gone hard metaphor, for sure. Yeah. I mean, especially since they, they, uh, they believe in, you know, like evolution, and they believe cosmology of how the universe began and everything. Catholics are at least the Big Bang Theory was started by a priest. And it's amazing that I mean, I I'm not giving the Catholic Church props here because I think they're a fucking horrible organization that needs to be just removed from the planet. But that's the thing that as as far as, you know, being somewhat progressive and, you know, changing their stance on this is the ultimate word of God to being like, this is a book full of beautiful poetry that tells us about how men can, you know, strive to become better to other people. It's like. Their message on that is one thing. It's completely. But then again, they'll say that and then they'll go out and the Pope will Rape pound kids. the Bible to people on the forehead saying that this is wrong because the Bible says it's so. And it's like, God damn it. Oh, you mean, uh, a you know, transgenderism. Child rape? Yeah. That, cabal yeah. Of child rape. Cabal yeah. Of child. Yeah. If, if you're a if you truly believe that you are the, the messenger for God on this planet, why do you need a Pope mobile? I mean, honestly, aren't you the most loved and protected person on the planet? Oh, it's just like the, the Mormons in their secret underwear where it's supposed to protect them from everything. It's like, nope, it's not going to do anything. It's, it's all la- nonsense. Layer of cloth. It's just silly. Yep. No, but it's a metaphor. It makes me remember that, that there's there's someone above me. It's like the yarmulke on the back of your head thing. It's like, all right, you go ahead and wear your silly clothing, people. I'm going to continue to not do that because it's hot as balls. You think you get stupid questions? You should hear the barrage of stupid questions I get. What do you mean there's noise? You mean I got to drink this coffee hot? So how much is this thing anyway? Do you sell hubcaps for a 72 Pinto hatchback? Ooh, mini truck amazing. We don't care where you catch the show, whether it be iTunes, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, or hell, even YouTube. If you enjoy the show, even the slightest amount, all we ask is that you guys give us a subscribe, like, or share us with your friends. Without word of mouth, we'd have never become the show that we are today. Kevin Swanson and one of his uh, co-hosts have something to say about, you know, certain people violating God's laws and what should happen to them. And be prepared. It's pretty fucking mean. Here we go. Just that there is a connection between sexualized public schools, sexualized governors and sexualized state agencies, sexualized public schools that violate God's law with high levels of flagrancy and governors who are heavily sexualized, violating God's laws with the highest levels of flagrancy. God's laws. I'm, I'm wondering, is this, is it, is that code for homosexuals? Is that what it is? That must be what he's talking about. And high schools, high schools are all about fucking from my understanding. I didn't ever get any ass in high school because I was a fat, schlubby, flannel wearing, jinko having, hair slicked back fucking weirdo that used to, bring his Marilyn Manson autobiography to the class with me and I'm giving you guys a little bit too much detail about how fucking weird it was to be me and I was a juggalo in my senior year yeah that's a that's pussy magnet written all over it right there guys and sexualized state agencies dragged into rape scandals which by the way rape is also against God's law and I, I guess it must be against state law which I'm not getting why though there you go, people. There's uh, Kevin Swanson on audio saying that he doesn't understand why rape is against the law at state levels. Because, yes, it's about gay people, guys. He he's uh he says that's one of God's commandments, but people are going against people are going against that. Why why are we not prosecuting that? But we're gonna prosecute people that rape. Kevin, there's a very simple fucking process here. It's called um. Oh, geez, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, consent. Adults can consent to have sex with each other. Male, male, female, female, and all points in between. It's up to them, as long as they consent to do so. Anybody under the age of 18 cannot consent. If you're being raped, that's non-consensual sex. Nope, that is illegal. So, whatever, dude. 
Uh, yeah. I'd Do you understand to, why? I'm, no. not, I'm not getting that. Why, why in the world is a sexual crime against the law? In- because I just I just said it's consent. Because you're you're fucking somebody, and it's not about the sex; it's about the power and everything. And how are you not getting this yourself, Kevin? You're you're essentially saying to everybody in the free world as as they're hearing this that you don't know why rape is against the law because it's doing harm to somebody else. What? Aren't you a Christian? Don't you want to do less harm? Uh, wait, never mind. Real Christian, that's what Kevin Swanson is here to go. In the state of Washington, if the other forms of crimes are not against the law in the state of Washington. See, this is this is confusing to me. Well, today, entire states are defined by homosexuality, adultery, rape, and educating the kids in the sexual confusion of the day as early as kindergarten. Um, I've never heard of a sex ed class for kindergartners. If you're talking about how somebody can have two moms or two dads or something like that. Most people don't talk about, you know, the ins and outs of how that works with parents, especially when it comes to what happens in the bedroom. I'm glad my kids have no idea what does or doesn't go on in my bedroom. For the most part, it's sleep. Snoring. And and by the way, trying to understand the problem in these state agencies when it comes to sexual issues is like trying to discern if there's a rape going on in a whorehouse. Okay, there's more back to that consent thing there, sir. Um, People that are in a whorehouse, if they're not being paid for their service or they tell you to stop and you don't, that's rape. But I, I can only think of one place in this country that actually has paid prostitution that's legal and that's in Nevada. And that's on them if they want to sell their body for money which I'm not against. I mean, by all means, it's your body. Do whatever the fuck you want with it. And they do not deserve to be raped. It doesn't... It, if you're someone calls out rape in a whorehouse, as you so said, I'm likely to believe that it happened because you have to believe the victim when they say these things. And the thing is, if you're going to be like, oh, come on, she's a whore. She was, she was asking for it. Nope, you're already wrong there. And the other thing is, is that just because they might have been having sex with you to begin with, if you took it to a place they didn't want to go to, and they said stop, and you didn't, you have raped them. Do you really want to go through all those fucking hoops there, Kevin? Do you really want to go down that one? <laughs> Are you with me here? Yeah. There's confusion here, friends. There yeah. is outrageous confusion. The whole system is wrapped up in moral chaos, and it's hardly worth talking about morals when the worst possible abominations are accepted in the state of Washington. Because, you know, people having same gender sex with each other, you know, that's such a terrible thing to possibly think about. It's people loving each other. Get the fuck over it, man. And if you're talking about other things, you know, like people having uh, uh, gender reassignment surgery or I'm sorry, gender affirming surgeries and stuff like that. That's an abomination to your God. But to these people, that's what they need. And I see no problems with that. It's their body. Let people do with what they want with their own bodies. You are not the person that gets to say, that's God's body. You shouldn't be doing that. You're the same kind of person that if they wanted to show off a tattoo or something like that, they'd be like, oh, you shouldn't get your body tattooed. Your body's a temple. How dare you do that kind of thing? We get that a lot here in Utah, by the way. But I know for a fact that this takes a hard, a very fucking hard right turn here in a second. All right, and it's affecting the public schools, and it's time to get kids out of the public schools. Where would you rather them go? Uh, Christian schools? Because Betsy DeVos is working on that, actually. Uh, where Where else should they go? We need to We need to burn them down. Get Holy shit! You just had his co-host say that they need to burn down public schools. I mean, they didn't specifically say what school they're going to burn down, but that's one of those weird legal arguments that you can get around. Anyway, the kids out of the whorehouses. You know, if you transported parents from the 1950s into 2017, they would want to burn these schools down. Yes, they Mm, probably not. In the 1950s, I don't think arson was much of a a, I don't think it was higher than it was now. I, I, I would have to look into that one, but. Why would they want to burn it down? They would burn them down. They would tear the bricks out of the walls. They would use the bricks to stone the apostates. I'm 
Holy shit. Using the bricks torn down from school buildings to stone apostates. Was ninth was the nineteen fifties like a resurgence of the you know the 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 beginning of uh, the uh, Anno Domini, sorry, no, the uh, uh, the current era where they still stoned people for being apostates. I mean, seriously, is that a world that you guys want to live in? That's fucking fascinating and disgusting at the same time that they think that that's the right and moral thing to do. God damn it, Kevin! Really, really, that that's the kind of shit that you want to go down. That's the path that you want to go down. God damn it, man. I don't. You are a morally bereft, bereft person, and so is your host. Jesus. Want to get in touch with the Outcasts? It's easy. We're available on most social media platforms as Utah Outcasts. We're on YouTube, Reddit, Patreon, Stitcher, Spreaker. Well, shit, you name it. Uh, you can email us via mailbag at utahoutcast.com. You can always leave us a voicemail or text by using 347 669 3377. Or for those of you who are so inclined, click the Contact Us link on our website, utahoutcast.com, and we'll be in touch. Cities across the country are debating the best response to planned rallies by white supremacists this weekend. Uh, Boston had a pretty good one where, you know, there was a whole shitload more people there on the counter-protest than they were actually there for the event because they had about, like, 20 people stuck in this gazebo with this huge perimeter around Aww. it and then they had fences up and like all the counter protesters were out there and the people inside the gazebo were in fear of their life they didn't think they were going to be able to make it out of there without police escort so guess what they got police escort <laughs> oh you mean like in a civilized society yeah yeah so you know don't start shit there won't be no shit how about that you know all the people that are out yeah, there saying about that not threaten the lives of every brown person or feminist <laughs> surrounding you and maybe you won't have to be afraid for your lives because you're literally threatening their lives. I love how people like, are just the, literally. making this uh, false equivalence with Antifa. And they're like saying that it's, oh, well, it, you know, they're going to try to take over everything. They're a terrorist group. It's like, no, you know what? If there were no Nazis, no fascists marching in the streets and shit, they wouldn't be there. They'd be doing their That's, own thing. It's so easy. <laughs> Anti Antifa is entirely anti-fascist. anti-fascist. <laughs> As long as there's no fascists, there's no Antifa. It's oh my god, it's so easy. Now so to easy. to get it out there for people, yes, they support communism and socialism and stuff like that. But it's not going to be like the main rally cry. They're not going to have a an event where they're out there going, yes, let's have let's down with the system. They're not going to be doing shit like that because honestly, nope. they've got other fucking things to do. They've got they've got beard balm to put on their amazing facial hair. They've got all this other stuff that they'd rather be doing in their hipster lives. And I don't blame them for it. I'm glad they're out there, you know, standing up to these assholes. Anyway, look, that's I'm, not what we're... A, I, I'm all about the fine cheese. So, <laughs> Oh yeah, I got cheese. More fine cheese. Uh, anyway, um, the, uh, the white nationalist rally planned in San Francisco has pissed off a bunch of elected officials because, you know, nobody wants them there. And they're going to be doing it at a site called the Chrissy Field, which is a part of the Golden Gate National Recreation Area, meaning that in, uh, Secretary of the Interior Ryan Zinke has the legal jurisdiction there. Hmm. And the interesting thing about that is that they're, uh, they're starting a, uh, a bunch of the residents there. In San Francisco, if you guys didn't know, um, there's an estimated 120,000 dogs that live in San Francisco. There's a lot of fucking True. dogs. It's one of they're the biggest really, dog cities, you know. Yeah, they're very big on dogs. A lot, lot of dogs. So they're planning a uh, counter protest where they don't have to show up for it. They're just going to go there a couple of days before the event. And it's called Leave a Gift for Our Alt-Right Friends, says the Facebook event. <laughs> so they're <laughs> encouraging. That's rude. Encouraging. They be they're encouraging everybody to take their dog to Chrissy Field and let them do their business. And be sure to not clean it up. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's just brilliant, I think. I mean, that's one of those, you don't have to stop it with violence. I mean, by any means necessary, I agree. But the thing is, oh, like, yeah. if, like you have protesters going, Well, by Man! any means necessary can also mean... Stepping in dog shit. <laughs> Chemical warfare. <laughs> oh, that's Chemical just amazing. You just imagine, like, a field of shit just all over the place. Just imagine how happy the dogs are to go over there. They're like, look at all this poop. Look at the poop. I have so many things to smell. I need to know where this dog has been and where this dog has been and where this dog 
has been and where this dog has been. So the organizer for this told San Francisco Weekly that uh, it's been a frustrating six months under this new administration and the events of last week seem to be leading to more inevitable violence. I was walking my dogs and was thinking about what a great act of civil disobedience it would be to come in the day before and cover the location of the alt-right rally with tiny landmines of poop. <laughs> so I think that's great. And I especially love hearing about other people that are planning on glitter bombing the Nazis. Okay. <laughs> I actually prefer the glitter over the poop. Now here's why. <laughs> because they can't clean up glitter. Like yeah. there's no there's no poor person who works in the city who's like, come on, man. <laughs> I gotta like, go clean that up. <laughs> yeah, with the poop one, there is definitely people who are like, Come on, man. <laughs> I'm not a Nazi come on so okay as hilarious as it would be to make nazis trod through poop which is it's just a great objectively image. <laughs> hilarious it's objectively great but if you just glitter bomb them and i seriously think we need to keep doing this like no i am absolutely for this everyone glitter bomb nazis <laughs> just glitter the fuck out of them it's the best idea they would hate it they're they Sieg Heiling. everything not traditionally sparkling. masculine. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, and it's going to stick to them. For weeks. For so long. For so long. And I'm not talking about like, I'm not talking big glitter. I'm talking stripper glitter. You know, the shit that's impossible oh, to get off, you know? yes. No, <laughs> I actually spilled some of that shit in my bedroom once. I found it for a year. I found it for a year. <laughs> a year like just glitter the shit. fuck out there's they can't get rid of it <laughs> every time they see that fucking sparkle they'll know they'll know who did it to him it's glorious and like could you imagine like a bunch of nazis are marching through the streets and then it's like like drivers are driving by and they're like that's a lot of glitter it must be gay pride <laughs> ah! it's amazing I just... it's fantastic it's the best idea just glitter the fuck out of them i'm not saying like all other things are wrong i'm just saying glitter over poop <laughs> because they would hate glitter more you guys it'd be amazing because the poop they can wash off the bottom of their shoes but they can't rid themselves of the glitter <laughs> especially if it gets in their clothes <laughs> oh and it will you know it will it's just like I'm just imagining somebody with a leaf blower, you know, making it like some sort of oh. air cannon where it just, and the next thing you know, it just dissipates on the crowd. This is the best idea. Just glitter <laughs> the fuck out of them. Oh, stripper glitter. Stripper glitter. Just, uh, like, like, all the glitter. All the kinds of glitter. Just everything. Just coat them. Everyone. <laughs> just throw glitter in their face. Just glitter. Flip them off and glitter them. That and works, they're just going to hate it. They're going to hate than it mace. so much. Because <laughs> no one can take a Nazi seriously if they're covered in glitter. <laughs> it's the best idea ever. Your knock worst is almost ready, Todd, so that you can fully enjoy tuning into the bears. I'm sure they're going to kick ass, darling. They're the best. But you know something? You're my dicka. My dicka, my dicka, my dicka. I'm her dicka. Dave Dobbenmeyer, if you're unfortunate enough to ever have watched any of his videos on YouTube, tends to use a static background of some sort of stadium. Uh, and I've never really paid attention to what it is. And uh, him at Meta has made a great article about this one on Pathios.com, the Friendly Atheist blog. Who. If, if I mean, honestly, if you've never listened to his show, if you've never listened to it, I don't think you've ever listened to our show because we play clips from him quite often. The thing is, the most recent one that he's been using for a good long time uh, is a home field for Sunderland AFC, a professional soccer team in England. So when he tries to pretend like he's coach Dave Dobbenmeyer, he's not ever actually probably been to that stadium at all. He's probably never even uh coached anybody on that team so he's not a coach i, I don't know so for some strange reason I, I gee i can wonder what that would be him uh they're not happy with being associated with dave dobbenmeyer's bigotry in the publication chronicle live 
It says that there's a lawsuit, or at least the pressure of one, may already be in the works, which I think, good, sue his ass. I don't use backgrounds for this show that might get me in trouble. I've got a fucking curtain. You can't really tell because it's uh, it's pretty fucking black, and I keep the basement black as I'm recording. I just get lights in front of me. Uh, let's see, what does the article say? It says, a devil's advocate may say that a background of a soccer stadium is generic enough so no one would associate it with one particular team. But in this case, you can see the writing in the seats as they've got different color seats in the bleachers. Uh, the team's slogan, How Way the Lads, is visible in those screenshots, so the connection is clear to anyone familiar with the team. So imagine if uh, Meyer used a background that included Green Monster at Fenway Park. I mean, people would honestly know because there's some places where people play that are just... They, the stadium themselves has their own character, so... Uh, interestingly enough, he has changed the background a couple of days ago on his newest episodes that he's put out. And sadly, I have to watch some of those sometimes. And, um, yeah, it's up on YouTube if you want to go check it out. <sighs> it's just, it, it's fascinating to me that they, they don't put, people like him don't put any thought into what they're putting out there in the world. It's like, yeah, you can say whatever you want. You can use, you know, graphics and stuff as long as they're generic or you paid for the rights for them. But when you're using your show as a platform for hate against gay people, LGBTQ people, uh, when you're using it as hatred against, you know, progressives in this country, and you're trying to say that God's going to kill everybody and all these terrible things, you might not want to have another play, another like organization's place behind you because it makes them somewhat tied to what you said when, when they, people finally get words of this thing. You, people don't want that. Organizations don't want that. Nobody wants their like football club associated with there being a racist, religious asshole like Dave Dobbenmeyer is. So it's just good practice not to have that shit in the background when you're doing stuff. That's why, like I said, I go with the black background. My name is Lieutenant Aldo Rain, and I'm putting together a special team, and I need me eight soldiers. Eight Jewish American soldiers. Now, y'all might have heard rumors about the Armada happening soon. Well, we'll be leaving a little earlier. We're gonna be dropped into France, dressed as civilians. And once we're in enemy territory, as a bushwhacking guerrilla army, we're gonna be doing one thing, and one thing only. Killing Nazis. Sound good? Yes, sir! If you're a Nazi, and people out you to the world, what do you think? Do you deserve to lose your job? It's a very interesting question, one that I don't have all the answers for. I, I honestly think that if it's somebody that you work with that notices that you're there, they have all rights and, and purposes to go to the people that you work for and say this stuff out loud. People may disagree with me on that, but I don't think, you know, random letter-writing campaigns or random, you know, uh, harassment against that person kind of works. But anyway, Jared Kuhn was filmed last Friday and Saturday uh, by a BBC documentary crew as he carried his torch at the University of Virginia campus and he, he chanted Nazi slogans and marched with the KKK and the neo-Nazis the following day. So a New York-based group called Eastside Anti-Fascist took still images of Kuhn and distributed about 250 flyers bearing his photo throughout the... Uh, Honeyoy Falls, I have no idea if I'm even saying that right, somewhere in New York, with a slogan that says, No Nazis in our neighborhood. The flyers explain that Kuhn was a participant and prolific poster at the neo-Nazi website, The Daily Stormer. Which, if you are doing stuff like that at The Daily Stormer, you're not doing it for lulls anymore. You're not making doing this ironically. You have, have, have ironically made yourself a white supremacist, and it's just it's amazing. Uh, Kuhn says he's not a racist. If you're going to the Daily Stormer, you most definitely are a racist. Um, but he traveled nearly 500 miles from wherever the fuck that is in New York to Charlottesville to protest the removal of a Confederate monument to General Robert E. Lee from Emancipation Park. No, you didn't go there for that. You know you didn't go there for that. You wanted to be an out-and-out out Nazi. That's what you wanted to be. You wanted to be that guy. And he continues with his backpedaling here. It's a piece of history, and I thought that it should remain. 
It's important to me that we preserve American history, no matter how ugly the past is associated with it. It's a statue. It has no inherent history built into it. If it's just a fucking block of metal that was installed post-World War II, I mean, uh, not World War II, sorry, Civil War. If it was put up there, like, in the Jim Crow era, if it was put up there during the Civil Rights Movement or something like that, get, get it the fuck out of there. And even if not, it's a statue of Robert E. Lee, the guy that led the army of the secessionist states of America. I know they're called the Confederate States of America, but they're fucking secessionists. Get them down. We don't need that shit in our towns anymore. We don't need a reminder. We don't need participation trophies for this shit. I'm not a neo-Nazi, he insisted. I don't belong to a German workers' party from 1933. I'm a moderate Republican. If this is what passes as moderate Republicans these days, I, fuck, I am going to try to convince so many, so many people not to ever be a Republican because this guy is going to be associated with you. It says here that uh, other white supremacist marchers from Saturday's deadly melee have, have made similar claims, like Washington State University uh, Republicans President James Alsup, who said, they have no proof that I'm a racist when confronted of photos of himself at the white supremacist rally. That kind of is the proof right there, sir. Uh, Bergman said that his group had been tracking Kuhn's participation in neo-Nazi groups for a period of time, including the Daily Stormer, which has now migrated to a Russian domain. Uh, as after all the bullshit that happened this last week with them talking shit about the date, the, the dead uh, lady that got ran over by the car. And this is what Kuhn has to say here. He's like, it's K-U-H-N, not C-O-O-N. Sorry, I'm not trying to make any kind of bad or salacious joke there. I can't live in this community anymore. I'm in the process of figuring out what I'm going to do. I'm 21 years old now and my life is over in this area. Nope. Uh, the guy that they were talking about earlier, Berkman, has a great comeback to this. this is, These folks don't get to just be weekend neo-Nazis and then come home and live comfortably without having people around them knowing who they are. It's important that people know who he is and that this person in their community and proceed with caution. I kind of agree with you guys there. I'm, I'm actually open to all this, so if you guys think that's too rough, too mean, by all means, let me know. The Lord tells me he can get me out of this mess, but he's pretty sure you're fucked. <laughs> Josh Furstein, or Furstein, whatever the what fuck are, this turd's name is. How does he pronounce I, his name? I Furst, would really Furstein, like to know. Furstein? Says it like I that, kind of. I think it's Furstein. Furstein. <laughs> Furstein. He does look like one. All right, so he's going to say some stuff about Charlottesville. Well, not Charlottesville. He's going to talk about uh, uh, the racists you know, in Charlottesville, because that's what all the news is right now. It's all Charlottesville. So let's listen to this dumbass. Hey guys, what's up? Josh Furstein here. I know it's my day off, but I still had to address some of the stupidity surrounding this Charlottesville and racism issue. You know, it's amazing because I see some of the idiotic liberals that are running around saying, but these racists are Christians. They're right-wing conservative Christians. Mm, a lot of them are. <laughs> yeah. And then a lot of them are atheists, actually, too. Like yeah. Uh, that's the thing about Nazis. Yeah, you don't have to be one ideology. You just have to want to be superior. That's it. That's yeah. it. And whatever identity makes you superior and white works. So what kind of road do you think he's going to be going down if he's talking about how uh, we're pissed being, and we're saying that they're all Christians, even though that never entered my mind about, you know, they're Christians. I don't know Actually, where he's yeah, from. No, so. the Christian thing didn't enter my mind. I was just like, there is a spectrum of humanity of right and wrong, and most of us exist on that spectrum. And then there's a line on that spectrum, and it's Nazi. Yeah, and they <laughs> cross that line, and so yeah, I don't give a fuck what other creed they are. They have Nazi. Shit. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Uh, he's gonna say. They're not Christians. Ah, there you go. Yeah, no true Scotsman. So, oh, there we go. Awesome. We've done this for a while, so we we can kind of see it coming. (laughs) All right, here we go. Here's the reality: they are no more a Christian than I am a bodybuilder. Okay, well, here's the thing, Josh. Oh, honey, you can be a bodybuilder and be out of shape and be fat, and you know you can. Oh, I'm not saying he is, but he totally is. Um, and that's that's not. (laughs) 
it's not a fat shaming fuck i'm i'm fat myself but the thing is is like i still consider myself a bodybuilder at some point because i had done bodybuilding before i, I actually have no there's nothing wrong with bodybuilding no there's there's no moral argument in bodybuilding no okay. no and it's just like I, I consider myself a runner. I don't go fast, but I run. I've so. met vegan bodybuilders. <laughs> I have literally met vegan bodybuilders. It's fine. Yeah. You see, I can run around and say that I'm a bodybuilder, but if it's just in word and not in deed, then it shouldn't carry much weight. Okay. Okay. So funny you shouldn't carry this. much weight, sir. Funny story about this. <laughs> oh, so okay, see, uh, people who have watched "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" will remember Mac. And then there's Fat Mac. <laughs> and <laughs> Fat Mac is like, I'm putting on mess. And the joke is that he's just eating garbage and he just gets fat. So that, that actor thought it would be funny for him to get fat. But then he actually consulted athletes who put on mass. <laughs> and, and, and on the show, it doesn't look like he's eating this way. But in reality, he ate in a way that would make him look like he was getting fat. And then he converted that to a healthy lifestyle. <laughs> and he literally did put on masks. <laughs> like, yeah, you can say one thing, but like, unless you're actually doing it, most people, the vast majority of people don't like that. You're a joke <laughs> and everyone knows you're a joke. And if you're, and if you're going out there and you're like, I'm not a Nazi, but you're marching with Nazis, you're a Nazi. You know you're a joke, <laughs> and you're a Nazi. <laughs> yep. At 300, none of your business pounds. Well, I'm not really a bodybuilder. No, how much I, no matter how much I call myself one. So stop calling these people Christians. The Bible explicitly says that if you claim to love God and hate your neighbor, you're a liar. That's why racism is of the devil, ladies and gentlemen. Except for the Bible is explicitly racist in other parts. Yeah. And it's just like, he doesn't say anything about them not being Christian there. He just says that you're a liar if you, if you follow this. It's like, you can be a liar and a Christian, you know. <laughs> Wait, I thought that that was explicitly built into the doctrine, that you can lie and be a Christian. And just ask, you have to ask for forgiveness. And he said, I'm at 300 and none of your business pounds. I got to give him, I got to give him some props for being that sassy. That was like, snap your fingers, like, ooh, chow. You know, like, (laughs) fucking hell, Josh. 300, Uh, none of your business. (laughs) Like, sassy. All right. Because it says, I know we we can get there. (laughs) and And I understand a lot of us face a lot of issues and we get there and you're no less valuable as a human being and you can defeat it if you are at that weightage um not shaming you because life is hard and it and our bodies are weird yeah and you can defeat it um but i I defeated my uh, ptsd a bit this weekend and you can defeat weight gain i i need to defeat the cake the cake and the beer. <laughs> oh, but then also sometimes like eat the cake. Yeah. Like, well, I eat the fried shit. Somebody, Just somebody brought up, somebody brought it up to me there. Uh, Cause I, I made a personal challenge to myself. I said, all right, no more beer until I lose 50 pounds. And that's not that hard to do. I mean, I've done it before. It's time consuming, but it's just one of those. I'm speaking from privilege because I've lost weight before. I know how to do it. I've done it many times but the problem is like i gained a lot of it back when trump during the whole election season last year i put on a lot of fucking weight from drinking a lot of beer so uh it's just interesting hi hi welcome to ptsd um ptsd means that you have increased stress hormones which entirely changes your body chemistry so fuck you for losing weight (laughs) all right here we go that God, when he created man, whether red, yellow, black, or white, that he made a mistake. And God doesn't make mistakes. Except in then his holy books why and are there cancer. Gay and <laughs> then why are there gay people, honey? Why are there Nazis why, still? Why are there gay people when they're <laughs> two years old and they're like, I like boys? And I'm not kidding you. They know when they're two. Yeah. Some of so them. They- some of them don't know when they're two. 
because some of some people don't really get in touch with their sexuality till later and some people get in touch with their sexuality real real early Yep. That's the thing about sexuality. It's, it's it's inborn. It's a motherfucker, and it's for everybody. It's everybody. It's different. That's the thing. It's not oh, it's not like binary, guys. It's on a on a spectrum, and no. it's not easily defined. But then you're saying that you please define what a Christian is for me, Josh, <laughs> because you've done a real bad job so far. Yeah, and it's God doesn't make mistakes. Okay, I humbly s- submit to you. If God doesn't make mistakes, then how come there are people making mistakes? I'm really confused. Oh, that's your free agency or whatever the fuck they want to say if, about that. But if there's free agency, then that means that God can make imperfection. That that, that and if God is perfect, how can God make imperfection? It's it's a rabbit it's, hole. Yeah, it's a <laughs> completely deep rabbit hole. Where if we had somebody like him on the show, we'd be like. Explain this to me. God doesn't make oh, mistakes. No. If, if I had him on the phone, I'd be. If I had him on this this call right now, I'd be like, "So why that one?" <laughs> exactly. That's, that's it. That's where the conversation ends because they're like, "Cause I like it," and they'll <laughs> and and it, it always it, it always breaks down to that, right? They're always like, "Cause I have feelings and I and I experience God," and I'm like, "Yes." So did that asshole over there with another God? Mm-hmm. Why that one? Why that one? Because you can't answer that one. Ladies and gentlemen, stop this nonsense. If you really want to look at racist, look at stuff like Planned Parenthood, where 70% of their abortion clinics are in low-income minority neighborhoods, and they were founded by somebody, Margaret Sanger, who said that she wanted to exterminate black people. Uh, No. Margaret Sanger wanted to do eugenics, and yet she probably was a racist um but uh the reason planned parenthoods exist in low minority or in high minority areas is because uh those are the women who desperately need them the most Mm -hmm. and those women have a choice at those places and if you've ever walked into a planned parenthood and asked for counseling trust me they give you a choice why are the Democrats so crazy about Planned Parenthood when it's the most crazy institutional racist organization that ever existed? I could um, probably give you more examples of crazy racist institutions ever invented, you know. And also Planned Parenthood owns their Oh, Congress. There and, you go, Congress. There. Well, there's Congress. <laughs> there's Congress. Uh, Planned Parenthood owns their crazy eugenic racist past. They know. I'm sure it's probably they in, know if you go to their website, I'm sure it's in their history somewhere, you know, where they would bring it up. You know, they're pretty fucking open about that. Uh, you uh, Christians don't seem to like being reminded of terrible shit that you guys have done in the past. Nobody. If you want to join a crazy racist organization, just go uh, join Josh's church. That's a that's a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it starts. Somebody complaining about them, but until then, stop claiming that the KKK what are Christians. God bless. What about be- them? Beautiful <laughs> day. Yeah, he's gonna finish Planned off with a prayer. Planned Parenthood had some policies that were not enforced by law. <laughs> but the Nazis are way worse. Like the Nazis. Oh my God, the KKK. How do we not express this more? Planned Parenthood had some policies that were bad and we can acknowledge those and go but they're doing good now and we can acknowledge the problematic past um and that's the thing about uh these assholes is that they keep going what about these guys guess what motherfuckers you lynched black people your (laughs) people lynch black people white people you have a tie to this history you have a responsibility to own up to and Josh Fernstein, Bernstein, Fernstein, Bernstein? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. He has some history to answer up to. And all he does is go, take choice away from women. What about this group? What about that group? No, I'm tired of that. What about own up to your own shit. Own what up your own shit first. About Am I immortal? I hope not. But you could be. You know, he loves the poor and the gross and slimy and worthless and... Look at you! You're all those things! Who you talking about? Who loves me? The guy in here, man. And the guy in here. The Bible. 
What says the Bible? You question the words of the mighty Jimmy? No, I'm reading You better kneel down and pray to Jimmy with me right frickin' now! What y'all doing? Uh, I'm, we're looking for a booger he dropped, because I told him we don't put our boogers on the floor, so we're trying to find it so we can put it on the table. Hey, Frada, you want to be immortal? He's not chosen! Jimmy don't want no french fries in his posse! All right, well, that does it for us outcasts, but fret not, because we'll be back again in 48 hours with our secret patron show from about six months ago. If you're a patron, you've already heard it. But if not, it'll be somewhat fresh in your brains. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. Before we go, I have to salute the patrons who gave to the show so generously this month. Let's see. We have Michael Stevens, Not a Russian Spy, The Godless Revolution, Jeff Linville, Mike Bowman, Darcy Bowman, Rosabelle Howden, Jeff Peterson, Larry Wilson, and our most giving of fans, Rob Otto, Stephen Andrus, and Angelica Pearson. We enjoy doing the show each week. I enjoy producing it. But if it weren't for the support of our patrons, I honestly don't think the show would be where it is right now. However, if you don't have the means to share money with the show, please get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you especially if you think that we deserve a five-star rating on whatever service you catch us on. But with that, it's time to bring episode 120 to a close. And remember, everyone, you're welcome. We're going to go get the rest of my stuff and then come back.
Uh, and she's like, hey, are you coming back today? <laughs> That's creepy shit. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I told you the plan multiple times. Uh, there was times when my mom's like, hey, don't bring any more boxes in. We're going to get the bed situated. And she just started bringing boxes in. Mm. Like, just just really bizarre, like, really overwhelming, like, just. So it's like, a blessing that this fell through. So. <laughs> well, the thing is that since she didn't disclose to me that she was married and that her, her husband would be staying there, I was like, I'm out. And then she's like, he doesn't have to stay here. I'm like. Like, please. I'm like, no, nah, dude, <laughs> like, you don't. That, that's bullshit. And you know it. And that's I a know no it. sell. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you, you fucking lied. <laughs> yeah. You lied. You lied to me. You you did not give me the entire and her, she was like, well, oh, like, he's only we, kind of rapey. You know, that's what it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's only kind of rapey. The House of Roll journeys far and wide to bring you exceptional quality kitchen and bath fixtures. In all of this, you'll see the details of your own story. The story of a life well crafted. Welcome to the House of Roll.